Hello and welcome to the World Cricket Show, the world's favourite cricket show. My name is Adam Bayfield and I'll be your host for this one. And joining me this week is a little guy who I like to call Tony Kerr. Hey. Well, here we are, Tony. This is the this is the big one, isn't it? This is our Ashes preview. God. <laughs> are you ready for this? I'm ready. It doesn't look oh, like you're ready. ready. doesn't look or sound like you're ready. Just the ashes. As I said that, you just reached for your phone and started, <laughs> started frantically scrolling. <laughs> um, but yeah, well, I'm ready, so I hope you are. Plenty to discuss today. But yeah, this is it. We're going to be uh, delivering the, the comprehensive lowdown on uh, all the teams taking part in this year's <laughs> Ashes series. So lots to discuss today. But how are you? Team that's, by team preview. That's, that's my first question. Pretty good, yeah. Tick along, thanks. Where are we recording this time? Well, we're back at Pettibow, um, which is just down the hill from my house. And uh, yeah, pretty glorious. We won't go into the sort of, you know, the, the topographical features too uh, sort of in-depth in too much. But um, no, sun's out, bit of a stiff northeasterly breeze just to keep, us, keep things interesting. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and I have to say, hopefully it sounds okay. We've managed to... Uh, I mean, it's been a bit of a, a palaver, this, hasn't it? I mean, this record. So uh, just before leaving, I texted you to say, have you got all the equipment? And you came back and said, you've got the record, haven't you? I said, no, have you? And you came back and went, oh, yeah, I've got it. I've only got one microphone there. <laughs> so I had to scrabble around trying to find a microphone. Found a microphone, got here. You realised you hadn't brought a memory card, so we had to get, get in your car, drive back to your house, get a memory card. Then you realised that we didn't have any batteries, so we had to drive to a shop. <laughs> To get batteries, came down here and realised that we don't have any headphones. So we're recording this without any headphones. 15 years we've been doing this, Tane. Well, you know, we, you know, I, well, you it's know. a professional operation. I think it, over those 15 years we've learned just to, to ride it out, eh? ride out the bumps, kind of, you know, just roll with the punches. We can pod with whatever's dealt, with whatever hand is dealt our way. So um, It's our USP, is that what you're saying? Bumbling. Yeah, incompetence. Yeah, yeah pure, <laughs> unbridled incompetence. We're going to get into the cricket in a second. I'm, I'm hoping that my voice is going to hold up. So this, this, is the other, this is the other issue we've a got. A set of excuses uh, at, the, at the start of this one. But yeah, I've been uh, been on the struggle bus a bit this week, Tone, with uh, what I would describe as hay fever-induced laryngitis. Lost my voice. A couple of days ago, I couldn't really speak at all. And you, you were getting very excited because you thought this might be your big opportunity. Well, I sniffed an opportunity there, yeah. How, well, you started right now. It's, yeah, it's, I'm, I'm managing, but, uh, you know... I, I, it sounds a bit better when I talk in a sort of higher register, but I think that might be quite annoying for the listeners. <laughs> My voice keeps going up at the end of a sentence, like an Aussie. I mean, it's good. To, well, yeah, it's good that you didn't put out, um, you know, put out anything on social media. Uh, obviously, we've got enough on our plate with Ben Stokes' knee. Um, you know, people, we don't want people worrying about your voice as well. So uh, it was good to keep that under wraps. It didn't leak to the, uh, no, to the press. Exactly. Yeah, and the other reason for that is, you know, obviously, I'm, I'm saying it's hay fever related, but. It's, you know, truthfully, it's just a, a heavy night in the Ministry of Sound. <laughs> yeah. um, That's an old school reference. <laughs> I was trying to think of a nightclub. <laughs> no, yeah, big night in the Hacienda. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway. Um, right, so Ashes. The Ashes, Tone. I mean, do we want to say something about the Ireland test at the top? <laughs> I don't know. It's do anything to say? I, so we should say that we're recording this a bit early. So we're, we're this is, what's the date? The 4th of June. Um, we've still got... Uh, 12 days before the Ashes start, but this is this is our, you know, which it's very hard to get our schedules to 12 days synchronize, isn't it? Um, How have they got another test in between now? Yeah, it's madness. Yeah, it is complete madness. <laughs> um, but you know, we've our my people and your people have spent a long time um, 
hashing it out to find a date when we could uh, we could do this preview. So we're a little bit early, so it's possible that things might change. Um, so th- we're recording this the day after that Ireland test finished. I mean, there's yeah, probably not too much to say on that. It was a bit. I mean, it, Ireland put up a bit of a, a spirited uh, resistance on that third day, but obviously it was you know far too late, and it ended up a big big win for England it, it, the, until that partnership between Adair and McBride. It was it was all a bit flat. Wasn't They've it? had enough. I've been lucky. I've been a little bit from the beginning of uh, when we started recording. I've been a little bit concerned that there's been some people too close to us, and we've been feeling, hmm, is this is this kind of uh, is this rude to just sit down and start recording a podcast? Well, those people have just stood up and walked <laughs> off. So there we go. That is six minutes in. <laughs> oh, good for them. That, you know, they saw it out. They just thought, what the. F- what is this? We want our money back. Look forward to their iTunes review <laughs> later. Anyway, sorry, you were just uh, talking about Mark Adair. No, I was just saying, <laughs> you know, the, the the test. It was it was a little bit flat up until that point, wasn't it? So I don't know if there's too much to say, um, but uh, yeah, it felt it felt very much like a, a warm up, didn't it? Yeah, I mean, it felt a bit sad for Ireland. Well, that's it. I the whole thing, I think, it just needs. Well, it's probably another podcast, isn't it? But. Ireland Test cricket, yeah, they need back to the drawing board, but they need some real kind of thinking and like mm. some action really to make it to make it work. I mean, you know, obviously they weren't exactly bigging this Test match up beforehand, where they, you know, there's, there's bigger fish to fry for Ireland this year mm. in terms of World Cup qualification. Josh Little, you know, didn't play. Um, he's you know one of their leading young players. He'd been at the IPL and yeah. Didn't fancy it, seemingly, um, which is uh, always rested. You know, uh, yeah, it's all. It was all a bit flat. Yeah, I mean, it's all understandable, isn't it? But it is just, you know, it's it's revealing and it uh, of this kind of serious issue that cricket has and cricket has kind of got itself into that what should be the pinnacle of the game um, is not, and what sort of ten fifteen years ago Ireland were desperate to to be given Test status and. You know, through no fault their own, I don't, I don't think, and you know, the ICC and other nations haven't really done their bit in terms of giving them enough fixtures and stuff. But it's just, yeah, that for for them, this Lord's Test was is much less important than other things they've got coming up later on. And they they said yeah. as much, didn't they? You know, they're going to be playing and um, World Cup qualifiers in front of much fewer people, but that's that's more important for them. So anyway, it, that, it was all a, it was very low key and a bit flat, but I think. By the time people are hearing this, it will feel like a long time ago, and we've, you know, we can we can get into the ashes now. But as I say, it's we're we're recording a little bit early, so it's possible that you know news may break, things may happen over the next week that we're not aware of. I could drop in something here. I could always add a, you know, I could come back in later and record an extra bit, and just we could seamlessly drop it in, and no one will notice. So if I say just say something like, "Wow, I really can't believe that at the last minute England called up Aftab Habib." <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Seamless. Right, Tone. The Ashes is here. Is here? The Ashes is here? The Ashes are yeah. here. I've the Ashes really... is big. The Ashes. The Ashes am here. <laughs> Four years on from the summer of love, that pre-COVID summer, Tone, Benjamin Stokes, Headingley and all that. Feels like a long time ago. Four years on from then, the Aussies are back in town to resume hostilities. Australia hold the ashes, of course. Obviously, one big in Australia 18 months ago. Before that, retained the urn um, by drawing that series that, in England. 
go on. That's to say that void series done under <laughs> void, yeah, <laughs> the series that didn't count. Yeah, um, I mean, this I, will this surprise you? Tony? It shouldn't. England haven't won the Ashes since 2015. Eight years since England last won the Ashes, but they're kind of both teams are actually sort of trying to break a a run because yeah, England haven't won the Ashes for an increasingly long time, but Australia haven't won a series in England since 2001. So there's a lot to play for, Tony. A lot to play for, as well as, you know, the ashes. And it's starting, as I alluded to already, it's starting early. So we're recording this the first weekend in June, and somehow the ashes is already <laughs> right up in our grill piece. As we say, the first test gets underway on Friday, 16th of June. So that's like a good month or more earlier than it traditionally would. I mean, I don't, I don't want to start off the preview on a miserable note necessarily, <laughs> but that, that, that seems a bit of a shame, do you think? Or does it matter? How do you feel about the early start? Uh, I don't know whether anyone. Yeah, I don't know whether by the time it starts, or you know, when we're kind of in the thick of it, um, that it will make much difference to the overall enjoyment. I suppose, yeah. In theory, on paper, I prefer it to be starting later. You know, you get a bit more build-up, a bit more time for yeah, to, for players to to kind of yeah, find for you know, it, it, it's just clearly the schedule on offer is not you know, what you know what was available and what was kind of um, put forward. A couple of decades ago, is it? You know, you know, very limited tour matches. If any, I don't know if Australia oh, got any Australia aren't yeah. playing single. So they've got their, obviously, they've got their World Test Championship final. Yeah, um, it's a good warm up. Which is a, yeah, which is as good a warm up <laughs> as I suppose you could want for. Um, but yeah, the, I mean, the early start it just doesn't. We will then in sort of August <laughs> be thinking like, oh, where are those ashes at? <laughs> yeah, you know, on those kind of like long yeah. hot days in August. Which is when sort of traditionally you would want to be kind of yeah bathing in the ashes. Um, we'll be looking elsewhere. I suppose yeah. watching the hundred or not. I mean, I think the, the build-up point is the one for me. Is the reason I say it feels like a bit of a shame because it's just. I mean, not to compare everything to two thousand and five. Yeah. But if you to com- if you compare this to two thousand and five, like I don't know how well you remember that tone, but that it started with that. Do you remember that's T twenty like the. One of the first ever T20 internationals where Australia got bowled out for 79. John Lewis took some wickets. Um, that was like the first international. And then there was the Nat West Trophy uh, with he also, Bangladesh involved in that as well. And Bangladesh beat Australia. Then there was the Nat West Challenge, which were three random audios. So there was a whole slew of limited overs games building up. And by the time the first test actually kicked off, it was bubbling over. Everyone was extreme, you know. Everyone was really ready for it. Whereas this time, it does feel like it's just we're coming in cold. Yeah, the feeling at the moment is, oh, it's the Ashes next week, and uh, that just feels like a slight missed opportunity to me. And it's also all going to be, as you say, we're we're not going to have. Well, for the the reason being, of course, that the ECB are keeping August for the hundred, which is a bagsied August, very frustrating um, situation. But yeah, so this this is not only starting early, but it's all going to be done by. You know, it's all going to be finished before the charity shield tone. So, it's it's happening in such a condensed period of time. So it just like feels like a bit of a missed opportunity. But anyway, no, I, think I, don't, you're I, don't right. to, I don't want to dwell on that. Yeah, I don't want to go on too long about the kind of bilateral ODIs and stuff. But those those were the days though, where mm. yeah, the, the those limited overs matches felt like a proper precursor to the, to the sort of main event and really kind of yeah got you uh, got you salivating. Mm. Yeah, yeah, to not. To not, as you say, to not have that and just to be coming in, you're sort of just going to be sort of parachuted into the ashes, aren't we, this yeah. summer? Um, and yeah. I'm sure it will oh, still, it'll it'll come still off, feel it'll... like a big occasion yeah. um, when we actually get to it. But it's just, yeah, I, I, th- I think it's um, 
it is a missed uh, a missed chance to build the excitement. I wonder what kind of impact it might have, the early start might have on the series in terms of like the weather conditions. Obviously, we're having like quite weird weather in the UK at the moment. It's very dry, quite sunny, but very windy and not that warm. Um, so it's not it's not a sort of like typical May, June, you know, gloomy, lots of rain, at, at least at the moment. Um, but nonetheless, you know, it's, it is a month earlier in the season than we'd, we'd normally expect this kind of series to be played. It's going to be a lot of like jumpers and hands in pockets, probably. Um, so it may have a bit of an impact on, you know, on, on, on the play, as, you know, on, on the field as well. And we'll come on to this later, but, you know, it might just change the dynamic slightly in terms of like which bowlers we think might have an impact and whether, you know, somebody like Steve Smith, who was so brilliant in England four years ago, but perhaps struggles a bit more when the ball is moving. If the ball does move a bit more in June than it might do in August, you know, that could have a bit of an effect. So that will be interesting to see. Leaving that aside then and getting into the, the, the real meat of the conversation here, Tane, I, t- I spent a little while yesterday um, coming up with some questions to ask you, uh, and I'm quite pleased with them. So this is... Uh, this is you my, sent me quite a long list. This, <laughs> this is question one. How excited are you for the Ashes? Um, yeah, I think eight out of ten at the moment. I probably will be up to about a nine point five on the on the eve. I think, but um, just suddenly realised. I wonder whether my laryngitis was actually not hay fever. Was it was ashes, ashes fever. fever. It could yeah. be, couldn't it? That would make sense. That makes a lot more sense now. You have to ask the uh, Sky Sports <laughs> AI bot thing. Yeah, whatever that. I don't know how much of that we're going to see this summer. Um, You're eight out of ten. I think 8 out of 10 at the moment, yeah. I w- probably would have been a bit higher if... The, 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 so obviously, some things have taken the edge off. You know, the, the fact that Archer is, is, has been kind of wiped out is, is a great shame. You know, Stokes, I mean, he says he's going to bowl. You know, we want to see him bowling in the ashes, so hopefully that happens. So, that, yeah, the, it is still going to be a blockbuster series, and there is so much to look forward to, particularly off the back of just how England have been playing, haven't they, the last um, a year or so. So on that sense, yeah, it's it's all set up nicely. Um, yeah, I think just to, the edge has just been taken off. I think in the build-up by the sort of by the sort of injury doubts around around a few players. Yeah, yeah, no, I I can understand that. I think I I I, I sort of made my peace with Archer not playing yeah. a while ago. I, I mean, I do think for and 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 the other bolt, you know, uh, there it is, Ashes fever. God, it's contagious. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, and, and Anderson and Robinson, I, th- I think probably will play Stokes, as you say, is, is a doubt in terms of what kind of uh, what kind of role he'll have. For me, Tone, I'm I, I'm I'm more excited about this series than I can remember being for quite a while. Because I do, th- I mean, uh, we talked about this before, but you know, going into any Ashes down under, we're always like, oh god, it's going to be awful. And then in the night before, we're like, hang on, yeah, here we go, here on. we go. But this time, well, and the, you know, the last one was the ultimate example of that, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that first ball. But I don't, you know, obviously, so much has happened since yeah. that last Ashes series, and England are very good now. And this feels like a really mouth-watering prospect. It feels like it does feel like two very good teams facing off. Both teams likely to play, you know, kind of uh, attractive cricket. If they both play to their potential, then it could be a truly great series. And yeah, it, it, as I say, it does feel like a very different. Um, <laughs> sorry, which <laughs> someone's bag of crisps is playing away. Another one. 
and a guy is chasing it across the beach. It's very quite entertainment, actually. Slowly. <laughs> it's, it looks, it's a bit like that uh, Fenton video. <laughs> yeah. Fenton! Um, yeah, sorry to interrupt. No, I was just saying, it, yeah, it, 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 as I say, it does feel like a very, very different feeling to the last Ashes series in Australia. Or really, I think any of the Ashes series going back to at least 2013, maybe before, like in terms of, yeah, uh, this feels like two pretty evenly matched teams um, and it's very hard to cool. Um, and we're expecting them to play good cricket. I mean, there. I mean, yeah. Partly that's because I, there actually haven't really been many, if any, good Ashes series in the last decade. Twenty nineteen was good, but other than that, yeah, they've been quite sort many. of skittish, haven't they? Mm. Um, I mean, you know, obviously there was yeah some remarkable stuff happened in that last uh, home series in twenty nineteen. I think yeah, where I am very excited about it'd be interesting to see what your thoughts are because you know mm. we, we spoke mm. about <laughs> it will be yeah. it will be. <laughs> Uh, you know, we spoke about it last year. You know, some of the cricket that England played was so untest-like mm. that you were like, well, you were sort of wondering whether how much you actually enjoyed it in the end. <laughs> I mean, it's madness, isn't it? We are the pickiest cricket fans yeah. around. Um, but I think the prospect, you've got obviously bowlers on both sides who could produce some exceptional stuff. There's there's wonderful <coughs> narratives and storylines and, and whatnot. But, you know, if, if, Anderson, if Anderson comes in and has you know, fantastic series at the age years or, you know, produce some amazing spells. You know, that's going to be kind of, that'll be iconic. Mm. Um, obviously on the, on the Australian side as well, you've got big names there. And then on the batting front for England, if any of the batsmen produce some of the knocks that we've been mm. seeing in the last year um, in an Ashes context, it will be, uh, yeah, it will kind of go down in history. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, so that, that is hugely exciting. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I know. Well, what, what you're saying about, you know, last summer, did I really enjoy it? It's, <laughs> it's not like, did I enjoy it? It's just, it was like, well, how how seriously can we take this? It just felt like... What is this? Yeah, yeah. exactly. It felt like such an outlier and like, it felt like such an anomaly. Whereas I'm kind of coming around to it now because it does feel, you know, we're sort of understanding a bit more about how it's happening. I mean, it's still slightly mystifying. We'll, we'll get into this, but like, is it as simple as just a change in leadership? It kind of makes you... Well, maybe you shouldn't, but it kind of makes you think about those Joe Root years, doesn't it? <laughs> Just, what, a, what a waste if this was possible all along. I mean, we really shouldn't lose sight of just what a staggering transformation it has been in the last... I mean, as we, we say, that thinking about that Void Ashes series um, in Australia, I mean, that's only 18 months ago. You think about those Ashes dailies we did. Oh, no, it was great. It was just it absolutely was... dismal, and we were exasperated. And at that point saying, you know, what is the future for England test cricket? Like, this, I remember saying, this is a systemic thing. It's going to take a generation or two to fix this. Um, and now here we are, and England have won uh, 11 out of 13 tests in the year since Stokes took over. Um, before that, they'd won one out of 17. And as we say, they've done it by playing, like, positive, enterprising fearless cricket and just kind of like thrown off the shackles and just basically started like clonking the ball around haven't they that's i mean is that it what what what, what can we put it down to that it's just mindset it's leadership it's mindset yeah i mean like, it's tough to remember arguably in almost any sport or any england national team <laughs> yeah seeing a group or a kind of an operation that's so like sure of itself and just kind of easily confident not in a kind of over the top uh, arrogant way just uh, yeah and, and you know obviously that credit to McCullum and Stokes and, and the, the, the others they put around them but they're so 
uh, yeah, as I say, easy in themselves. And, you know, you, you get the feeling, obviously, they're not going to change that mentality. And so, I mean, that will be interesting if it's tested, um, which it could well be, yeah, how they're going to respond. But, yeah, no, it's, it's uh, there's, there's just this kind of sure-footedness around it that's, mm. um, that's quite infectious, really. And, it, yeah, it, it's sort of, it's infecting every part of that team. Every every player seems to be kind of on the, on the um on side with it yeah and they're doing something that we didn't necessarily think was possible as I say it felt like an anomaly because it was just like well that that's not you just can't play test cricket like that but they're, they're so in this last year they're scoring at the best part of five and over which is easily the highest run rate over a sustained period in test history by any team but as you say Tone I mean it's, it, it's been so exciting uh, it's been so good to watch Basball, as it's you know, as, as they as they don't call it, um, but Basball now meets the Ashes for the first time. So the the kind of the glare of the Ashes spotlight and the quality of the Australian bowlers as well. Can England still bat that way against Hazelwood and Cummins and and Stark and Lyon? I mean, so far, every time we've wondered if this might be when they get found out. They haven't been found out, so you know they they did it again first against New Zealand. It's like, well, now you got to do it against India and Bumrah, and and they did it, and then against the South the world class South African attack, they'll never be able to do it against them, and they did, and then well, that's fine in England, but you can't possibly do it in Pakistan against those spinners, and they scored you know five hundred plus in a day. Every time we've we've asked the question, they've they've not only answered it, but answered it as you say so confidently. What about this time? Do you do you, you know? Do you expect them to be able to do it against this Australian attack, which is so experienced as well as so good? Yeah, I mean, expect. I don't know. I'm intrigued to see. Yeah, yeah, demand. I suppose the yeah the, the sort of slight uncertainty is around some of the form of some of the players. You know, the IPL. You know, there's a, a you know an incredible array of English players going for big money in the IPL, and and it, yeah. They didn't all, or not, there wasn't really much to shout about from an English perspective, was there, um, in this series? So that's, you know, it's a big window of, of maybe slightly sort of unsettling, an unsettling period for some of the players, form wise. And then, yeah, you come in and not, you know, don't have much time to actually get your head down and, and, and hit a red ball or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, yeah, so th- there is a bit of a doubt there. I don't know. <sighs> I honestly, I, I, I can't call it. You're going to ask me for prediction later on. Yeah, later. Um, so I'll tease that I won't be able to call it. But. <laughs> <laughs> you'll tease that you're going to refuse to answer. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, as you said, well, Ben Stokes had a, a, a very quiet IPL, didn't he? And um, wasn't necessarily in great form with the bat before that. So, yeah, there's a question, perhaps a question mark about the sort of mid to lower middle order. Um, and one big selection decision that they've, already made in the run-up to the series was you know how to get Johnny Bairstow back into the side they decided to drop Ben Folkes uh, and give Bairstow back the gloves what did you make of that decision brave definitely mm. brave and you know in not unexpected either I don't think given the the pattern of of, uh, of the whole thing but oh yeah just a real shame for folks yeah. Um, yeah I mean that, that could be a move that they live to regret come the end of the summer just because of, yeah, I mean, he didn't read anything wrong, obviously. Uh, and he did offer that that kind of tiller, that sort of hand on the tiller at mm. the, uh, towards, you know, the bottom, middle, bottom um, of an inning. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's a bit of a shame. And, uh, yeah, who knows how best he will go this summer. I mean, I mean, it would be extraordinary if he's able to do what he did yeah. last year. Well, this is what's a little bit strange to me. So, like, 
uh, they had to get him back in, didn't they? They, they, yeah, they, they absolutely had would, to. He had been playing too well. It, not that it had been like one of the best, str- you know, one of the, sort of the best string of performances by any batsman in Test history, really. Yeah, and last also, summer, and, and off the back of, of, of you know a really uncertain kind of period, and you know, yeah, he he, he had can he had been. I say withering away. He's not quite, but he had he'd sort of been petering mm. out as a force, hasn't he? And um, yeah, it's almost one of the mo- it's one of the most extraordinary cricket cricketing comebacks. It was unbelievable, and like, so yeah, of course they had to get him back in. Um, but I do wonder, to a certain extent, they've like fudged it, like that, because actually, Bairstow was scoring those runs at number five, not the wicketkeeper. So if you if you're saying yeah we need to have that guy back in doing that well actually at number 7 when he's been when he's had the gloves on and the pads on all day is he going to be able to do that and maybe he is and you know obviously what an unbelievable asset like a gilchrist type figure to be coming at number 7 i do i was when i saw that news i was fuming <laughs> because i i just feel so sorry for ben folks i think he's a brilliant cricketer i think he's done everything asked of him and he's done it so well for England and he must just be wondering what the point is you know what like, what does he have to do to to be recognised and as you say I think he's been a really important part of the side of the last year as that offering that little bit of reassurance and as perhaps part of the reason why they've been able to play that basketball cricket because they feel confident that lower down they've got someone who can shore things up if necessary um, so I do question that decision but to a certain extent in Baz, we trust, you know, like yeah, they, I mean, they've yeah. earned the right to, to make these kind of calls. And I feel very differently about this to if, you know, Silverwood and Root had made this decision. Yeah, I always think it's quite hard. Is it? I mean, just in terms of someone like, yeah, McCullum has been, had such an <laughs> extraordinary impact and, and hasn't put a foot wrong. But, you know, he will make a mistake. At, mm. They will make a mistake at some point and this, this could easily be it. So, mm. yeah. Yeah. Do we put sort of blind faith in or I don't know? Yeah, I suppose it's not blind faith, but it's just, yeah, look, this is a difficult decision because what was the alternative? Was it, you obviously can't drop Root or Brook at four or five. Pope, I mean, it'd be harsh to drop Pope as well. And actually Bairstow at three, that isn't where he was batting before. There's talk of dropping Crawley and Bairstow's opening, which possibly is what I would have done. But again, that's not what he was doing before. So it's a very difficult decision. There was kind of no obvious answer to this. So yeah, I'm I'm more than prepared to, to to. you know, to place my trust in them for this decision, but but I'll be pleased to hear that if it goes wrong, I'll be all you know, I'll be all over them. I'll be <laughs> yeah. into, but I, I would say I'd I'd like to see Bearstay batting at six and Stokes at seven because Stokes hasn't been batting that well, is injured, has got a lot of pressure on him. I think you know, take the pressure from him a little bit down at seven and Bearstow. That's closer to where he was before. So yeah, I I would like to see that um, and sort of try and get the most out of out of him. I mean, what was the the, the stat from? The Ireland Test is at Stokes, the first Test captain to win a match, having not batted, bowled, or kept wicket. Yeah. Um, which is which is quite cool. I mean, it's a very neat stat, but you <laughs> wonder you, you wonder whether he'll be repeating that at all in the, in the Sashes series. I mean, other than that, the batting lineup looks pretty settled, doesn't it? Um, ben Duckett and Ollie Pope in the runs against Ireland. Ollie Pope with a double century. Obviously, I'm very excited to see how Harry Brook gets on. Um, obviously, such a fantastic start to his Test career. If there's a weak link, then uh, we've mentioned him already, then probably his name is Zach Crawley. Presumably he's going to play, Tone. And do you think he should? Um, Well, he will play, won't he? Yeah, for sure. Because, yeah, they've they've stuck with him to this point. So, um, would he get 50 in this test in his first 50 for for quite a while? 
I don't know. It's really hard. He might come off. I, I could, people are quite animated about it, aren't they, about mm. Crawley? And he's been, his comments have been quite blunt and kind of dismissive right. uh, about, you know, about the kind of, about the sort of criticism and, and stuff. Um, which, I mean, it's fair enough, I suppose, if, you, if you're getting a load of stick. You'd probably, I'd probably get my back up as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, if you look at it sort of positively, right reviews again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> listen, Mike from <laughs> Aldwych, you absolutely. Um, but you know, it's a great opportunity for him if it if it comes off. If he if he if he can get some runs on the board early, then you know, he is capable. So mm. yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, there's potentially an element of everything's going. Everything else is going so well. Yeah. Everyone else is playing so well that you know we, the media, um, need to have something to talk about. So that's why it keeps coming back to him because there's kind of no one else to really have this conversation about. That's true. So there's an element of that. I think we talked about this a, a couple of episodes ago. I don't know whether this is sure whether this is like intentional, but I think there's something to be said for the idea that keeping Crawley in the team is part of the, part of the reason for that confidence that the batters feel because they know that they are trusted and if they fail, it's okay. Like they will be, they are permitted to fail. Um, you know, that's, that's maybe that's just like a, a neat way to explain it away. But, you know, I, I think there might be some truth in that intentionally or otherwise. Um, yeah, look, he's gonna play, isn't he? And he's, I think, you know, let's at least give him a couple of tests before we get down his neck because he, when he bats well, he's an absolutely brilliant player. It's just, it doesn't happen often enough. But if he gets going against that Australian attack, it could be fun to watch. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I, well, exactly. You know, he's going to be, presumably the approach is not going to change. So um, it's going to be quite fun to watch those uh, opening exchanges. The batting gets all the headlines, uh, but arguably just as important in the basball transformation has been the bowling. So they've taken 10 wickets in, oh, this is an unbelievable stat team. They've taken 10 wickets in all 27 innings that they've bowled in since Stokes became captain. Um, which equals the all-time record. So they've tied with South Africa in about 2008, I think. Again, hard to know what to put that down to because yeah. it is the same personnel. I mean, it's, almost, like, it's literally the same personnel that were bowling in Australia 18 months ago and we were saying, you know, toothless, um, no pace, uh, and we're just you're kind of so ineffectual. So it is tricky to know. Um, I mean, yeah, I guess clearly the, the the whole the mood of the whole operation has changed completely. So you know that's going to get a different response, and and maybe you know for the bowlers knowing that the batsmen are going to are out to win it, yeah. that you know that you, you gives them a bit more fire in the belly to yeah. to, and, to well, match them. And, well, yeah, the, like yeah. The, the intent, but also there's runs on the board. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's difficult to to have that kind of impact as they were in Australia when they're, you know, England can't even make 200. Yeah. It's unbelievable to think about now. The, like that, that run of test matches where England just couldn't get to 200. Extraordinary. It's only the other day. <laughs> um, yeah, anyway, so the, uh, what would your bowling attack be, Tom? We've, we've mentioned the injuries already. Obviously, very sadly, Jofra Archer not going to play a part. Um, Anderson and Robinson carrying knocks, but both expected to be fit. Um, I suppose they're there's sort of one decision really isn't there presumably Anderson's going to play yeah and then is it two out of three Broad, Robinson and Wood well it sounds like they're going to there'll be some rotation through the series mm -hmm. won't there I mean they'll have to but you'd anyway. imagine that you'd think that this first test yeah, is they want to be go in what off, they consider the to be their best attack so what is that well, I mean, I'm I asking think, you a tough question yeah, yeah I mean I think Broad out. has to play mm -hmm. he? Um, took some wickets against Ireland yeah, Look, yeah looks looks as good as ever again and, and you know 
he'll he'll be relishing the, the prospect of welcoming David Warner back to England. Um, yeah, so I think it, I think it's Broad, Robinson, Anderson, and then I'd probably go. Yeah, I'd probably go Wood first up. What first rotation? Just go for it. Yeah. What do you mean? So what? all four. Well, that's Andrew Robinson, Wood, and Leach. Yeah. 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 How are you doing that? <laughs> <laughs> you playing twelve? No, no, I'm not going four. Actually, yeah, you're right. Um, <laughs> this is why it's a, this is the yeah, hard decision tone. I'm tough. trying. To, I'm backing you into a corner here. Who are you picking? What are you going for? I'm asking the questions. Um, I it's really difficult because. Well, I think I, it's so. But I never. Are you, are you, are we say Stokes going to bowl in the first time. He says he well, is. Well, yeah, he says he is. I'd be surprised given yeah. the way his knee looked. I would have always imagined that I'd have said to play Mark Wood because he is that like X factor and you know obviously was the only really the only bowler who emerged from the last Ashes series with any credit but I guess sort of early season in England I just wonder whether actually the best attack is, is Broader and Anderson Robinson yeah with Wood then to play a part later in the series but that said I mean I say it has been very dry England have asked for flat pitches the, the Lord's pitch for the Ireland game was pretty flat so on flat pitches, actually, Mark Wood is who you want. I think you'd have to leave out broad. I, I, I think Anderson and Robinson have to play. Robinson is the real deal. And we'll come on to this. Well, maybe we won't come on to it. We'll talk about it now. Yeah. I want to come on to Steve Smith. But I, I fancy Ollie Robinson. This is kind of a big call because Steve Smith's probably going to score a double hundred every test now. But I do fancy Ollie Robinson to, um, to have an impact against Smith and Labuschagne. Just the, the line he bowls um, in England. Um, yeah, I mean, he started well, didn't he? But he... he Improvement as well with him as well. He just, he, yeah, as you say. I mean, fitness he's, he's is fitness player. is the question. You know how he's. I think it's probably unlikely he's going to make it through all five games. So again, Wood will come in. You'd imagine Potts will come in at some point. Um, but I think for that first test, if I'm picking my my best attack for that game, I think it's Anderson Broad Robinson. With apologies to Mark Wood, yeah. who, who is. That's really hard because I, I, mean, I don't I, know how you can leave out. Well, imagine really. if you had off Archer as well, you'd be like, yeah, you'd be struggling. I, I big don't time. know. I mean, it's a nice problem to have. I just, I don't know how you can leave out Wood, but that's that's kind of what I'm suggesting that England do. Anything else on England? I, you're upset about the England shirt, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Only <laughs> mildly. <laughs> Only mildly. <laughs> I, I said, sorry. About <coughs> just uh, throw out the coughing. It's good content, isn't it? Um, I sent you a list of. 10 or 12 questions <laughs> to prepare for and you came back with just something about the shirt <laughs> no it's just a bit, you know it's just a bit un- I don't know it's just messy I think you were saying what could be a historic series yeah you want you want some better uh, better threads for it I think it's just the you know the, the sponsors are a bit messy the colours the, the, the I don't know I'm not yeah, I'm not a fan we've got to be able to do better than cinch as well surely yeah surely <laughs> it's a bit it's a sort of damning indictment, really, isn't it? Yeah. Um, you want that 2005, just slightly. I, I've, I've, yeah, I've always felt since they went pure white, it's never been quite the same. I yeah. like that slightly kind of off-white, beigey yeah, color that it used to be. Bring that back. Love it. Um, but yeah, you know, it's a minor, it's a minor grumble. <laughs> in the grand scheme of things, you know. I think, yeah, <laughs> most of the rest of, uh, of English cricket seems, uh, of, of, yeah, of the, this test side seems all right. In so. rude health. Yeah. All right. Australia then arrive in England on a mission, as I say, seeking their first series win here for 22 years and looking to extend their hold on the end. If they do win this, you know, and they'd be favourites to win in Australia next time. It's getting on for 10 years. Um, well, it'll be more than 10 years. 
before the Ashes kickoff, they first got to play the World Test Championship final against India at the Oval. This may have happened or be happening by the time people are hearing this. Um, I, I don't, I, I'm not really sure how Australia feel about this. Like, how excited are Australian fans for for this game? Is it the main event? Is it just a warm up for the Ashes? Um, is it somewhere in between? I don't know. I don't, like, obviously they they couldn't have planned for this because you couldn't have guaranteed that Australia would be in the final, but cricket doesn't help itself, does it? I mean, it's like this, if we're saying that the World Test Championship is the pinnacle of Test cricket, to put it one week before the start of the Ashes series, which obviously England and Australia care more about, um, does seem a slightly counterproductive decision. Yeah. I think we I think we broadly back to the world, the concept of the World Test Championship. I mean, has it worked... I don't think I've checked the World Chess Championship table once, really, since it started. <laughs> That's the problem. You know, so in that sense, it's kind of irrelevant. You know, it's not... It's well-intentioned, well but it's not... Yeah, it just doesn't... It needs a bit of a rethink, for sure. I would describe it as a good try. Yeah. But it's not quite working as it is. I, I, yeah, I mean, this is a big discussion. I'm not going to get yeah, into yeah, today. Yeah. But, like, I just think it's too long a period. They've got yeah. to find a way of shortening that period because two years is too long for anyone to really care to take seriously as like a league Um, and obviously not everyone plays everyone it's really hard to know how you do it and I I applaud the intention and trying to add that structure and add that meaning to test cricket but yeah I don't think this has worked I mean this particular game might be quite exciting and it's interesting to see two very good test teams play each other in neutral conditions yeah that is that is a a, a an enticing prospect, isn't it? Yeah. So this particular game, I will be interested to watch, but as a competition, I, I really don't think it's is there. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Clearly, it's in the shadow of the Ashes, isn't it? Yeah. And which is that's just a bit. Which is a shame. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, it, I wonder what kind of impact it might have, you know, on Australia's mood and confidence coming in. Obviously, if they win it, they'll be pretty buoyant. If they lose, you know, will that sort of I, will they care or will it, I don't know? It. it that's. Uh, a factor in the build-up. They're quite a difficult side to get a read on, I think, Australia. Like, it's, it's kind of hard to work out if they're, like, a great team of this era or if actually they're overrated and have benefited from playing some not that good teams at home, you know, and that Australia is a very, very difficult place to go. Well, go on. Yeah, well, that's interesting because I think this will be quite decisive in... in, in or this series will be quite decisive on that front in mm. that if, if Australia can come win in England, end that run, you know, extinguish against the that, yeah, against flame, this team, yeah. Um, then, yeah, that'd be an incredible achievement and, and will, yeah, will definitely change the perception. I mean, if, if they come and are crushed or if, mm. if you know, whatever, um, then, yeah, then it, it, again, yeah, then are they the, the opposite way, you think, like, actually, bullies, well, yeah. yeah. Yeah, was there much more than than that there? So, um, yeah, so yeah, for them, I think this is a very significant series. I mean, obviously, it's significant series, but yeah, in that sense, in terms of their legacy, yeah. I mean, if that matters, I mean, they've certainly got some outstanding players in the team, some big names in the team, haven't they? One interesting thing about the last Ashes in Australia was that most of the big ne- big names didn't do very much. So Smith had a quiet series, Warner had a quiet series, Hazelwood, you know, was Crocs early on. Would and and the you know the that series was won by people like Travis Head and Scott Boland who are becoming bigger names now but weren't sort of going in it was McQuadra etc I mean would you expect that to be different this time you know do, do you think the how wary 
should England be about those big names, do you think? Well, yeah, big, I mean, for sure. You can't imagine that, yeah, if, if, they, if they win the series, you know, it will be, I think on this occasion, it will be, it'll be down to those players to do it, won't it? Mm. I don't know. You know, it'd be pretty remarkable if Scott Boland comes over and, and matches his performance um, from that series in Australia. Um, what do you take, seven for two or yeah, something? Yeah, like, <laughs> that is seared onto, <laughs> seared onto my brain. Just that, that spell was, or that, that, those kind of couple of sessions. That was a real low was point. So actually. depressing. It's a low point yeah. in the Ashes dailies as well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the motivation to keep doing this. Um, Are we doing an Ashes daily this time? Well, it's to it's be, to be discussed. It might be ambitious, but uh, might, it's probably it's actually weirdly probably more difficult on this time zone, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Because we were doing those like on the uh, as I was walking to work. Yeah, it was a bit more. There was a bit of time to edit them, but anyway, uh, the, 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 perhaps a discussion we can have off air. Um, <laughs> yeah. Are you doing it for lunch? <laughs> Um, big names wise big Warner, names. Warner might not Todd Murphy <laughs> <laughs> Todd Murphy just sounds like a lifeguard <laughs> on an American high school drama um, you know, uh, David Warner might not play Tony he's in the squad uh, but he might not necessarily play obviously as you've alluded to already had a torrid time against Stuart Broad four years ago I still feel like England will be more worried about Warner for all the kind of jokes about him and so on and, you know, Broad will be licking his lips. I still feel like they'd be more worried about Warner than Marcus Harris or Matt Renshaw or someone else who, who might take his place. Like, I think that, you know, they'll they'll think they can tie up Harris or, or Renshaw. Whereas Warner, yeah, they will think they could do that to him because of the last couple of series. But you just feel like there's still potential for him to go out and, you know, and hit smack a 150 yeah. in, in no time. I think as well with Warner, you know, obviously he is, he's a sort of, he's a unique character that's for sure yeah. the way obviously the way he plays the game he's he's you know he's probably the most sort of basball player yeah. in australia's lineup and i'm sure there'll be a massive motivation for him to 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 come in and show but to basically say like well, i could do this better and yeah and, and yeah as you say come in and yeah, probably he'll, he'll take blast, the attack to yeah, england blast yeah. blast it away and, and yeah and it, obviously that's well within his wheelhouse so um yeah that that is going to be a fascinating fascinating battle steve smith Four years ago, had like one of the best series of all time. He's been playing a bit of Division Two Championship cricket with Sussex. Didn't have a great start, but uh, he scored 89 against Glamorgan a few weeks ago. He's had a few shocking LBW decisions, I think, hasn't he? Yeah, he has, yeah. yeah. Which broke my heart to see. <laughs> yeah. to say. Unfortunate. Um, I mean, he's had a slightly quieter time in Test cricket over the last few years, really since that 2019 Ashes. At that time, you know, in 2019, he kind of, he looks set to break all the records, really. And we were starting to wonder whether there was a case for him being like the best test batsman of all time, maybe post Bradman anyway. But only four test centuries since that Ashes series. Uh, he got a couple in the home Australian summer just gone, but it had been quite a while before that. His career average has dipped below 60, which is obviously still, you know, that's, that's that a, desperate. a revealing sentence in itself. But it was, it was up near 70 at one point. Um, what kind of series do you think Smith will have, Tony? You know, are you expecting him? I mean, I feel like if he dominates like he did four years ago, Australia are almost certainly going to win. But it doesn't feel quite the same as that, does it? Please tell me it doesn't. Yeah, no, he's coming to us. He doesn't feel quite as ominous as he did then. Um, as you say, he struggled. Well, yeah, he had a very quiet series in India, didn't he? Um, yeah, a bit, bit, bit better before that. 
Well, yeah, the conditions, obviously, as you mentioned at the top, are interesting. It's slightly different. Um, as you say, later on in the summer, he might have been thinking, we well, might have been thinking, we'll be expecting him to be pretty unfallible. Infallible? Infallible? Um, unfallible? So, yeah, I think England will be, will be less... Less, I mean, they'll be less scared of any. They're less scared of everyone, obviously, given given their own kind of their own mentality. Um, but yeah, it doesn't feel like the same now. He may well come and, and score, you know, a thousand runs in the yeah. series. Um, it's possible, it's only possible. So yeah, we just have to wait and see. And that, again, that's another, I would say, exciting prospect. Mm. But it's another, um, sort of very interesting element. To <sighs> and this. that's why you do you think you've got to get Mark Wood in there, really? As I said, I, do, I fancy Ollie Robinson to get after him a bit, but. There's a danger that if, if it is very flat and the sun's out and Smith gets in, that England's attack starts to look quite slow and comfortable for him. And Wood, would that pace of Wood just kind of shakes him up a bit, doesn't it? So I'd love to get Wood in there. Just I'm not quite 12. sure how you do it. Maybe, maybe Broad, I don't know. Maybe Broad is the man to go. I mean, arguably Smith isn't at the top of the list of batsmen that England will be most worried about anymore. I don't know. You might put... Marnus Labuschagne ahead of him. You might put Travis Head ahead of him as well um, because Head's been in superb form. Kawaja's been in superb form as well. Head absolutely pulverised England at times um, during the last Ashes. Um, he hasn't got a great record away from home, but he's been getting better and better over the last couple of years. Did did well in India as well. And uh, yeah, I think he's a, a bit of a danger man. Labuschagne. I mean, if Smith and Labuschagne get in, it's going to be tough to watch, yeah. I, think, I think, isn't it? For for a variety of reasons, yeah, I think just yeah, I'm getting maybe getting more excited as we talk about it because <laughs> just you here know, we go, here we go. Just the thought of of those spells and and yeah, the the, the these two sides going ahead. Yeah, I mean, I'm feeling it. I've caught it. <laughs> <coughs> well, I've, been, I've been coughing all over you, so yeah, um, spreading that fever. Quick last thing on Australia. Uh, well, I suppose the bowling attack. We kind of touched on the bowling attack, which. Is certainly we're very very experienced and is on paper pretty terrifying. There are some injury problems like Hazelwood is a doubt as well. Um, Boland would probably play if uh, if Hazelwood couldn't, and you might actually fancy him to do well um, in these sorts of conditions. The one guy that we haven't spoken about really is uh, arguably the most important is Cameron Green. Still only twenty three, had that sort of breakthrough series in Australia eighteen months ago. Gone to, from strength to strength since then. I do think he's got the potential to be one of the most important cricketers in the world. Uh, just scored, He's coming off the back of a, a century in the IPL, scored a maiden test century in the um, in that series in India as well. Obviously, his batting is very, very strong, but I do think it's the bowling that's the key because he is that kind of genuine all-rounder in a way that Ben Stokes isn't really anymore mm. for England, and he, he balances the side. He's really like... He's a frontline seamer, like he could be part of the th- three-man seam attack and just adds so much, adds so much. So fascinating to watch. Okay, Tone, here's, here's the moment you've been dreading. After all that, what do you think? Who is going, out of all the teams taking part, who yeah. is going to win? Do you want a, do you want a, a score? The Ashes. I do want a score, yeah. 4-3 England. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, it's, it's really tough. I think it's really tough. Is it? Would it be a massive, massive piece of fence sitting to say tool? Interesting. It, I was. I've been thinking about this because it's. It's kind of hard to. It's hard to think there's going to be a draw. 
I'm, I, I'm thinking maybe a bit of rain. The way England play. I'm thinking Possibly. maybe a bit of rain. I'm, I'm banking on that. I don't know if it's going to rain ever again, Tony. It hasn't, <laughs> hasn't rained for so long. It's coming. Um, yeah, yeah, you can't see. A, you definitely can't see a draw, that's for sure. And we know that England don't play for draws. Yeah. Um, but maybe Australia will if they're put in that situation. So, uh, yeah, two. Okay, so but we're taking the rain out. If I t- if I could go one way, I'd say England 3-2 then. Ah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. Um, I got there first. We can't have both. Which one are you saying? 3-2. Well, if you want 3-2, I'll have 2 all. All right, let's do that. Okay. Let's do that. You're 2 all. I'm 3-2. Uh, but I know now that if it ends up being 3-2, you will claim oh, still that. still claim yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. You're hoping to get to a day, aren't you? Hoping to get to a day, yeah. Of the Lord's Hopefully test. With, uh, with London correspondent Gordon McRae. I did invite you first. Yeah, if Gordon's listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> Just know you were the second choice. Yeah, I didn't tell him that when I said... Um, I pitched it as a, you know, <laughs> it was a big first offer. <laughs> um, no, unfortunately, well, I yeah, spent well, quite, really a, like long, cricket, I spent quite a long problem. time this week trying to work out if I could do it. But um, yeah, well, that's yeah, a shame. I well, I'll, I'll fill you in. Fortunately, it's on TV, so you can watch a bit of it as well. <laughs> <laughs> it's, been, it's been live broadcast. I was assuming, uh, well, I was assuming that listen, this was there at the only yeah, coverage that we had exclusive source. rights to the Ashes. This We're year. probably breaking some sort of. You and McRae agreement. should do. Some sort of pod. Okay, we will. Uh, Deal. Well, will you? Some sort we'll of do, Ashes Daily. Yeah, we'll do an Ashes Daily. If it might be the only one of the series. <laughs> yeah, we'll do an Ashes Daily for sure. I'll, I'll, I'll make that pledge. That is a big I'll see pledge. if I, can, I might be able to find someone to speak to. I'll send McRae out to this sort of runner. Go and get some guests. Go and get someone who knows what they're talking about. Some crisps. Yeah. <laughs> this is getting better and better for Gordon as he's listening yeah. to this. Um, well, it's all very exciting, Tony. So that's, that's it, really. That's the Ashes preview in the bag um, and that's yeah that's going to be the end of another episode of the World Cricket Show have you enjoyed this one too? it's been really good it's quite Hot. warm yeah, I'm warm down here now I'm still in, the, still in my jumper but I'm going to take it off are we going to go for a swim we'll go for a quick swim yeah quick one do you feel ready cool for off. the ashes now is this, uh, is this lifted you're saying you're getting more and more excited uh, I can feel the excitement building chatting about it now uh, yeah the, what, the major <laughs> issue we've got is work <laughs> it's jobs which is one of the key reasons why I don't think anything will ever top 2005. Yeah, because, <laughs> because we didn't have any. Yeah, exactly. Um, all cricket needs to be played in the Caribbean. Yeah. This Ashes series should be taking place in the Caribbean. <laughs> um, just time zone-wise, it is a bit of a nightmare that it finished. Like, it literally, the day's play will finish probably two or three minutes before I get in from work, I would say, every day. I mean, it's always designed to annoy, isn't it? I'm trying to soften up the ground for a work from home next Friday. Oh, definitely. Just, no, definitely. We've, yeah. got, we've got a massive projector at work now, so um, we'll make sure that we've got it on in the background. That's good. Um, so, yeah. So I, it's handy for you because your boss is a big cricket fan, whereas yeah. it's not really the case at my work. But Ashes Daily, we think probably not. Is the Twitter account still active? Well, I've been trying to sell it to someone. Um, <laughs> got I, don't, I don't think we know what the password is. That's the <laughs> main issue. Or the email address attached to it. Um, <laughs> if we paid for a blue tick for Ashes Daily... I actually, that'd, be a, that'd be a real power move. I genuinely it? think we should. That's a really good idea. <laughs> Hopefully, well, Elon Musk probably deleted it. Let's pay for a blue tick and then tweet like at Elon Musk with some conspiracy theories. We'll get a huge platform. Do you remember that story? Like, was it the 2010 Ashes about the woman in uh, somewhere in America who had the Twitter account at the Ashes? Yeah, I am not a freaking cricket match. Do you remember that? Started selling T-shirts. <laughs> yeah. Like the next day, very quick off the mark with the T-shirts, <laughs> showing a kind of entrepreneurial spirit that we have singularly lacked <laughs> with this podcast. Oh, no, look, here it is. It's got 
it's following no one. It's got 20 followers. Ashes Daily. A daily podcast to accompany... I think we did this last <laughs> Ashes. A daily podcast to accompany the World Cricket Show through the 2010 11 Ashes series. <laughs> it's, a, it's a time capsule, this. It's a wonderful what's thing. On? Well, I know we've done this before, but what's the, what's the most recent tweet? Uh, Peterson has been padded up for the best part of a week, it seems. Hashtag Ashes. <laughs> it, ha- has Hussey just dropped the hashtag Ashes? Let the slips do the catching, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> this, that, that's your voice. That was that's the, got I, none to I do with me. I let you tweet that from that account. I'm late to the party and most people seem to have left. Still, 11 Aussie lads have stuck around and they're laying on a buffet today. That's definitely you. <laughs> that, that, is, that is a Tony tweet. That is not... That's not me. Um, no, I think we. I think we tried to revive it last time, but couldn't remember the password. Halcyon days. But yeah, I agree. Let's get that blue ticked and let's get <laughs> let's get this thing blow up. I'd be up for doing Ashes Daily. I just think it needs to be like sporadic, as long as the listeners aren't expecting it every day. Ashes often. If daily. there's like a big day and we're both able to do one, I mean, are we even doing Ashes Weekly? <laughs> That's probably. Probably more sensible to keep our ambitions at like one after each test. I tell you what, though, that the BBC would pay big bucks for that Twitter account. <laughs> let's get um, let's get it, let's get it marketed. Right, so rather than us doing Ashes Daily, we're going to blue ticket and sell it to the BBC. Yes, yeah. that's, that's the plan. All right, that's a, I think that's a great shout. Um, all right, well, let's bring this to an end. I enjoyed being back on the beach, Tane. Oh, it's been lovely. This is your local, as you mentioned. Your yeah. house is just up the road. Just we nipped up there before when we were, when we went to get batteries. And we did a little tour of the area. Forgot the headphones. <laughs> um, it's looking very nice up there. You're very proud of your turf that you've just laid. Down. Yeah, I got some turf laid on Friday. Um, did like we are just unforgivably old at this point. It is. It's a challenge. <laughs> we got out of the car and he was like, "Oh, there's the turf." So. <laughs> <laughs> a man very pr- just, you're just literally just a man proud of his turf, proud of my lawn. <laughs> um, yeah, God. Well, it's, would, it's looking look, really good. Like, the house is looking really good. I did it. It did tickle me. I haven't actually, I haven't actually paid attention to the TV. It did tickle me. You were saying cause it was quite a big project, wasn't it? Yeah, kind of doing up that cottage. And I remember you saying that um, at one point you went up there with Emily, your fiance, uh, and ended up with the builders there on a building site. <laughs> a blazing row had, well, about the, the size of the TV. Yeah, we had quite a strong. Yeah, <laughs> it was in hindsight slightly ridiculous because I think at the time there were about three walls. That was the total total sum of the 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 um, the dwelling. Um, that was a bit embarrassing. But presumably you, you were arguing for bigger. Yeah, yeah, I was saying bigger and where it needed to go right. in the eventual project. The three years later, uh, and M was. Arguing that it didn't need to be that big, it just needs to be quite smaller than the corner. And I said, well, that's just ludicrous in 2020, whatever. So, um, it was just a bloke in a JCB, just, yeah, <laughs> just watching, waiting, on, waiting for the decision. What, so, what was the decision? What's the outcome? Well, no, it worked out well. We, we, yeah, I pitched in, you know, as I bid higher, mm. uh, knowing that I'd go, I'd get, you know, what I wanted. Clever. Yeah. Smart, smart negotiation. Manipulative. Uh, so, yeah, it's worked out well. Yeah, I've got it all. So, yeah, you'll have to come around and watch a bit of the cricket. Yeah, that sounds good. I was, that's basically what I was angling for. Yeah. Just an invite to come around. So we'll get the barbecue on. Cool. Well, I hope everybody enjoys the Ashes. We'll, yeah, we'll do our best to be back um, after the first test. They do come thick and fast, though, don't they? So we're gonna have to, we might have to talk about it off air. Um, we'll try and get some dates in the diary. In the meantime, if you enjoy the World Cricket Show, do get involved on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Are we on LinkedIn? Not yet. And if you enjoy the show rate and review 
iTunes. Is it still called iTunes? It's not anymore, is it? Apple Podcasts. Yeah. Spotify. Are there other podcast podcasts? There platforms? are. Just seek it out, I think. Yeah. Seek it out. Just do your best. Yeah. Whatever you're listening on, I suppose. That's an easy way of putting it. If you're listening to this, you presumably found it through a podcast player. Rating and review would be appreciated as long as it's five stars. But that's it, I think, for this one. We're going to go for a swim. Um, I've got a fairly depressing looking uh, reduced to 40p tuna sandwich that we bought from the garage while we were getting the batteries. It's going to have that as well. And uh, yeah, we will see you next time. Bye-bye for now. Treats. I can smell your fear. Ba da da ba 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 da da ba ba.